0: are you suffering from chronic joint or back pain downtown's Healthcare in denver offers effective alternative therapies that are non-invasive non-surgical and drug-free start your journey to a pain-free life call downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992 now in lowry or downtown
1: lucky land casino asking people what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky
0: lucky in line at the deli i guess aha uh-huh, in my dentist's office
3: The following is a presentation of the Belly Sports
1: Media Network. Are you looking for a pair of sunglasses that are as about a good time as we are here at the Corner Booth? Well, look no further. Yeats Official sunglasses are polarized, stylish, and fit any occasion. Enjoy it. Here at the Corner Booth, we each got a pair. We're rocking right now in studio. You want yours? Go to yeatsofficial.com, promo code CORNERBOOTH for 10% off, and get your pair now. My personal recommendation, the Aquas. You are now in the Cornwood Podcast, a sports podcast from Belly Up Sports and the Belly Up Podcast Network. Here is your host, Jared Clem. Uh, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the Cornwood Podcast. I am your host, Jared Clem, alongside my amazing co-host, TikTok star Matt Ardazzo, and my other co-host, the rookie Mason. Ladies and gentlemen, hope you had a great holiday season. We hope you had a great. Christmas, Hanukkah to where people are celebrating Kwanzaa today. Happy Kwanzaa. And to you Canadians, happy Boxing Day. Either way, and hope you enjoyed it. Um, I enjoyed it enough. Uh, the Eagles could have done a little better at making me not hate it. That last throw from Minchu made me just slam my whiskey and say, all right, time to steer into the skid now. <laughs> um, but nobody had a worse, <laughs> worse <laughs> Christmas then Nate Hackett. I think he wins.
4: Yeah, that was a that was a long overdue firing in my opinion. I mean, I you bring in the guy. So I have a theory. You know how you have guys that are the head coach that oh, they their offense or their defensive minded. 99% of the time they're most likely the ones calling the plays. They just have somebody stand in as the title for whatever the vacancy is said, like example, Adam Gase was obviously calling the plays for the jets and the Miami, but he had the guy named Dowell the in as the, just the guy that filled the position as offensive coordinator. I think Matt LaFleur was calling the plays and Nathaniel Hackett was just there as a guy that would just take the title. So it wasn't a vacant position because I don't know what they're doing on offense down there, but it's not what they did in green Bay. And it's not even close. And they have, you know, in the beginning of the season, you get Russell Wilson, who Russell Wilson, is not a that's listen. He may not be elite quarterback like he was, you know, a handful of years ago with Seattle on their Super Bowl runs. But Russell Wilson is still, in my opinion, a lot better than a lot of the starting quarterbacks in the NFL currently. And I thought that should be a fine pairing. You lose Rodgers, which I thought that that hiring was all for Rodgers. So you lose Rodgers and you get Russell Wilson, and that it just it's just actually mind blowing to see how much of a spiral that they went on offensively. So. I think Nathaniel Hackett had to go. I think that was a hiring based off of getting Rogers. That just didn't happen for them, but it'll be interesting to see who they bring in next for next year. And if they can, if Russell Wilson can show us who we used to be pretty much.
1: What drives me absolutely bonkers is that I really, really, really hate how this team was set up. And it's, it, I hate the whole microwave dynasty thing. If you have an established quarterback or a quarterback who should be established and he's young, you've got some good pieces, but you need to throw a couple things in there, awesome. And I think the Broncos in a certain aspect had it, but the problem is you can't build outside in. If you know what I'm saying. like You can't go receivers, defense, secondary, and then have a shit offensive line and a quarterback if you thinks is going to solve it. And this, the problem started early with the, you know, the Javante Williams thing, but also the offense wasn't there. The head coach, like Matt said, is not there. I don't think, I think the Broncos may be the worst off, the worst off organization in football. I, I will, I, the Saints at least have some semblance of winning. I don't know. They have a shot at a division, but like they're going to get their head steamrolled over when they hit the playoffs the Rams may have a quarterback in the future if they really want to get rid of Stafford, but they're not, he's coming back. So like, they don't have bad pieces to say they're not getting much draft picks, but they can at least move off some people. I think, and I mean, then there's Cleveland. We'll talk about that later in the show, but <laughs> I mean, just teams, teams have got a rough I think Denver wins, man. They get sold the bowling the, um, the uh freaking the Waltons buy them and they're freaking just not good. They're they're bad. They're they are one of the single worst put together teams I've ever seen. And the fighting on the sidelines and at the press comp, like what the hell, man? Like this team is just out of control. It like that that meme of, of Ross saying Broncos country, let's ride in front of a lit on fire um sports authority plex or the hell that stadium's called is just a total perfect metaphor for how bad this season has gone. Mason, what do you think about this?
3: Yeah. See, I feel like the personnel to me at least um is not horrible. You look at the defense and I feel like the defense, we could probably all agree is very solid both against the run. I mean, even with Bradley Chubb being traded to the dolphins, I feel like, I mean, there's still a top seven, eight defense in the league. So I feel like the defense is fine. You know, let's say that they don't lose Javante Williams, you know, probably a top 10 back, I'd say, uh, mm-hmm. who we all expected before the injury was going to take a massive jump On
1: my fantasy team.
3: <laughs> I had him too, yeah. Um, and I, I just personally, I refuse to believe that Russ is just, washed like I I just refuse to believe it I know he makes really questionable throws we all saw I mean you know two of the picks from yesterday were really bad and then the one that Jalen Ramsey had in the end zone I didn't think was that bad that was just kind of a prayer um that that Ramsey made a play on and I, I don't know about the O-line maybe the O-line is is bad but other than that I mean there are way worse teams i feel like personnel wise than the broncos right now who maybe are having much more success so i don't i don't know maybe it's the staff maybe it's i mean i guess it could be russ maybe it's a line i i think it's just when there are so many issues injuries that are like compounded together and happen at the same time this is what you get you get a four win team with a lot of promise at the beginning of the year and now they're you know, sitting here in December with without a head coach and um, with a quarterback that has a ton of question marks around him.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: Um, I just before we put a bow tie on this and we'll get talking about the rest of the games quick, but um, uh, it's just it's funny to me when you said who was the first coach to get fired this year. I was hands down. We thought it was McDaniel's because, but the problem is you can't actually fire a guy when you have no money to pay him. Yeah. So that's uh, just the Raiders. LOL. Um, also, Raiders mm-hmm. losing on Christmas Eve night. <laughs> LOL. Um, Kenny Pickett's been terrible for a month and a half. Hits a strike to Pickens to beat you. Who scores with Devontae Adams and Darren Waller and Josh Jacobs at your disposal and scores only 10 points? Yeah, man. What the hell? Like even yeah. Mac Collins is a decent number three receiver. Like it's not like they're a terrible team. They're, yeah, they, they got,
3: they got Renfro back for that game. I mean, they were fully healthy.
1: That that's, I mean, also the t- I heard the turf in Pittsburgh was absolutely atrocious, but I mean, the, you, you, I mean, unless you're Jared Goff, you really can't blame the turf. You know, I like heard from multiple people, not just Jared Goff, that like Carolina's field is absolutely atrocious. So that being said, I mean, we could talk about that game pissing me the F off. At least Dan Campbell acknowledged they got their ass kicked by a very, very hungry, uh, very, very hungry uh, Panthers, Panthers team, team who wants yeah. to give Steve Wilkes that job. I think Steve Wilkes could keep that job.
4: Yeah, I think he's safe. I think he, well, not safe in a sense. he's safe, though.
1: but I think like he has a better shot than Sal Pasacci did last year because as much as like this new owner for the freaking, uh, What's it called? The the Panthers is kind of a loose cannon. He's not as stupid as uh, Mark Davis. So, I, I mean, he's got a shot to keep his job.
4: I think a realistic possibility is if the Panthers keep winning, and I think Tampa can drop at least another game or so, I think if they can somehow win the division and get into the playoffs, so they're going to be a first-round exit. But I think if they can win the division – I can see Carolina giving Steve Wilkes at least like two years. Kind of like what Tennessee did with Mike Malarkey years ago where he filled in and had a pretty good stretch in the game a couple-year deal before they got variable. But I can see that happening for them. I'm just tired of the fucking Sam Darnold fucking, fucking hard-on people on Twitter that are like ex-Jets or Jets fans that were like ex-hard Sam Darnold people. And they're like, oh, you, you guys, we should have kept Sam and traded that number two pick. I'm like, dude, I don't – he comes back, he has, like, three or four good games, and he fucking goes, like, one and eight on a Everybody stretch. Like, I don't want to hear
1: it. Next week when he throws an absolute piss missile right into a defensive back's chest for a game-ending pick, I'm waiting I just for
4: hate it. the. I just can't stand the media. He has, like – if you look at his stats, it's not even like he's having an amazing games, but they just, like, they're already at it. Like, oh, maybe he should never have left. I'm like, dude, I don't – we don't want him. But Carolina, they're listen. They're doing a lot with, with less. Like yeah. they, they, you know, a lot of people I think would say going into the year, even maybe now, Baker Mayfield is better than Sam Darnold. I don't think it's like a, it's not a hot debate, but I don't think it's something where you're going to get a lot of people on Sam's side, really. But I think you, you know, you lose Baker Mayfield, you lose Christian McCaffrey, then you take on Sam Darnold and PJ Walker, and then you have a committee of. Donta Foreman and Chuba Hubbard. And they're doing more without all of them. They're doing more without McCaffrey, without their best quarterback at the season. I have a,
1: a theory about this, and I kind of want to run this by you guys. I've always had this theory about teams. Teams that are average to bad, but have one incredible weapon, are better once that incredible weapon is out because this way they have to spread the ball around. They don't think about, oh, we have to get it to so-and-so. He's open. He needs the ball. No, no. Hey, the halfback dive's working. Keep giving it to Devonta. Oh, he's gas? Oh, give it to Chuba. Oh, give it to this other guy whose name I can't pronounce. Oh, crap. Play action ball. The guy's open. Oh, crap. There's DJ running on the sideline. Or, oh, hey, here's – uh, who's our other receiver? It's killing me right now. I can't think of his name right now. Oh, Terrence. Here's Terrence Marshall on a drag run across the middle. Oh, he's wide open. He's running for daylight. What cracks me up about – I've seen this on other teams before. Like – I think it was the 2019 Eagles. The second Alshon Jeffrey went down. They 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 spread the ball around. It was great. They were getting besides Greg Ward, it was a bunch of no I think the Deon Deontay Johnson was no not Deontay Johnson. There was another guy. There was a Demetrius Johnson was a name. There was um JJ Arthega Whiteside who caught three passes. There was the Miles Sanders show. Like it's there's say what you say about like having star players when you need to win a ball game and you don't have to worry about co-tailing to a star. It it makes an offense more efficient because you're keeping the defense guessing. That's just my theory. I don't know what you guys think about this.
4: No, I think it's pretty, I think you can agree on that. I mean, like you, I know there's more than one star player on that team, but look at last year's Kansas city chiefs. Like they had, you know, a Tyree and Travis Kelsey. They obviously still have Kelsey, but they get rid of Tyree kill and now they're moving the ball around with all the healthy receivers that they have. There's a lot more involvement with Nico Hardman. You know, Juju Smith-Schuster getting involved. Um, you have some of the backup tight ends and the running back committee getting involved in the, in the passing game, too. So it's just, you know, you look at their best receiver weapon. They, they ship off to Miami for all these picks. And everybody that they pick up and they sign, they've just been moving the ball around. Like, it's tough. Besides Kelsey, it's tough to pick a guy on the chiefs to play in fantasy each week. Cause they're just starting to do that Brady effect where they just move the ball to everybody.
1: It's also why I love like I love my Eagles as a passing attack, because say what you want about Hertz is he's not like a top five passer. He's not an Allen or a Mahomes or a burrow. That's that's totally fine. Or even a Herbert. That's fine. I'll, I'll eat that right there. But his ball distribution, the fact that now we have two receivers have both submitted, supplant a thousand yards this year, both Devontae and AJ have over a thousand yards each. On top of it, you have great options like God or uh, Quez Watkins, who may be one of the fastest human beings I've ever seen. You've got guys like Zach Pascal, who are just like hit magnets, and Boston Scott. Like, there's guys to pass the ball around, and I think that's what like that's a harder defense to plan for than saying, "Hey, Minnesota's got Justin Jefferson." Oh, but that KGI KJ KG Osborne guy is pretty fast too. You realize how he is a late game closer for them because they start double covering J jets and Oh, look, there's number 17 flying down the field at Mach one about to score a touchdown because somebody left him single covered, And it's why Kirk cousins is having such a good year, having a good skew of weapons makes you even harder to defend. It, it negates the Belichick principle, the Belichick principle, which is taking away the number one weapon. If You can live without your number one weapon for a game. You're an elite offense, or at least you're a, decent NFL offense. So I don't know. it's interesting, but we've talked enough about some of these games. Uh, obviously, last night uh, was the ugliest game I'd ever seen between the <laughs> uh, Carol between the Arizona Cardinals and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. If Tampa Bay wins this division, they are going to fall over and flop backwards into it like, um, like RoboCop pre-assembly. Like he's just gonna like limp to the finish line or look like. you Ever seen an episode of SpongeBob where they do the races, the snail races?
4: Yeah, he's almost. The Gary there.
1: explodes right at the finish line. And they basically push him across the line. That's how I imagine the Buccaneers' season going. So I, I don't know. I think this is it's insane. <coughs> we got a Monday night game tonight: Nick Foles versus freaking Justin Herbert. I have never wanted the Colts to win a game so badly in my life.
4: Is it? Is it too much of a like? Out of, the, out of the possibility to make some sort of, like, $5 thing and just be like, Nick Nick Foles over passing, matter of fact, over 300 passing, and uh, this amount of touchdowns. I don't know. I'm feeling like Nick Foles might just come and sling it. He has nothing to lose. He's in his, like, you know, early, mid-years of his 30s. He's most likely not going to be a starter anywhere. Why not just go out and throw the ball and have fun? You already got a Super Bowl ring under your belt.
1: Yeah, so uh, I'm doing a parlay right now. I have the Colts taking the upset. For the simple, funny fact that this would be such a Chargers' way to lose your playoff hopes. Just on Monday night to a backup quarterback, getting your head kicked in by the likes of Zach Moss. Uh, I'm Zach Moss, Michael Pittman, and Mo Alley Cox, and the ghost of Paris Campbell.
2: Yeah, I, I mean, I might, of switch, the-
1: I might switch just the Colts to cover. I'm not sure yet, but I'm liking Nick Falls to sling the rock a little bit. It just feels like a fun thing to take.
4: Well, speaking of what you were saying about everybody losing, it's like for Mason and I, it's like, this is like a dream. Like, I mean, we can't, our teams aren't able to fucking win a game, so it sucks, but it's like the dream, like Miami's and their usual end of the season collapse. Like, look, Miami was eight and three at one point. Now they're eight Mm -hmm. and seven. So they're going to wind up finishing whatever they're going to finish and it's going to be one of those things where it's just a typical Miami collapse at the end of the year. New coach and everything, same function at the end of the season right now. Is what it's looking like. Um, Green Bay beat them. You got you know obviously the Jets and the Pats lost, but then you have the Chargers. Maybe the Chargers lose. So right now, I mean, you're going into next week where whoever wins is anybody's game to get back into that spot. But for the AFC, for the guys like us, top of the hunt, it's nice, it's nice to see. And then you got the fucking Jaguars that are first in the AFC right now for the South. Yeah, it's just a wild weekend. And and that's
3: that. not to mention the the two news, Matt. So, if, if he's oh, out, see. you know, then things get really, really interesting. You know, if the – I guess, would it be Skylar Thompson? Or who's the backup? Is it Teddy?
4: Teddy Bridgewater, yeah. I yeah. Think Teddy. And then You guys played them this week?
3: Yeah. So, I mean, That'd and it's big. in – it's in Foxborough. So, I mean, no Tua. You know, Patriots get a win. Things start to get – you know, maybe we get a Chargers loss tonight, like you're saying – Things get very interesting for a handful of teams.
1: I don't like the deep when they, they try to screw on defensive props. I also just think this, like, there's, like, the next couple weeks, everyone's talking about, oh, the NFC East is still for grabs. I'm like, you're relying on the Saints to beat a health and Eagles team with Hurts who's really pissed off. He had to miss the game against Dallas. Also, yeah, it's like, oh, but Lane Johnson's out. It's like, yeah, but. It's Jack Driscoll, who's one of the better backup left tackles in football, and it's the Saints' pass rush guys. Like, let's all let's pump the brakes. I mean, the Saints are playing good, decent football right now, but but guys, they they barely have beaten teams they should lose to. Like the 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 Browns are a dumpster fire, the, and it's it's I think it's just karma for all the crap they're pulling. But oh, it's just too funny, man. I, I'm I'm enjoying this a lot. <laughs> I just I I am enjoying this entire like game. I'm enjoying this the back end of the scene because everything's gonna be pure freaking chaos. There's like so many combinations of how the season's gonna end and it's great.
3: It's exactly what you can ask for, right? Oh yeah,
1: exactly. I'm 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 ecstatic about it. Um but um how you boys w- all right, so going into tonight's game, how you feeling? What's the vibe?
0: You don't have to live with chronic pain. Downtown's Health can show you a better way. Joint pain, back pain, pain that sits and waits. Downtown's Health offers an alternative with physical and regenerative therapy. Call Downtown's Health Care at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
2: With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere.
3: I okay, so I, I need Herbert. I'm in my semifinal matchup and I need 25 from Herbert. Okay, and I'm honestly feeling like that is very possible, but mm-hmm. um, look, you know, that that's gonna mean no red zone handoffs to Eckler, right? We're gonna need a lot of just throws in the red zone, so I'm feeling like, um I I think Herbert could could go off. I mean, I don't think this is – like, to be honest, unless something foreseen happens, like we get a vintage Nick Foles performance, like there's just – I mean, do you guys really feel like the Colts can win this game?
1: I feel like they could because the Chargers put down the competition. That's true. I just need Eckler to have a decent game just, just to cement me into week two of the championship. So, like, this way when Hurts comes back next week, I can just kick my boy's head in and just walk away with $300. I'm
4: not – I don't know if I'm feeling necessarily like a strong Colts victory. I'm just – I just have that inner feeling that Nick Foles is going to have a pretty good game. Like, I'm thinking 300 yards – I don't know what it is. I just got that feeling he's going to throw, he's going to sling the ball. So they may yeah. not win, but I think they're going to at least get over three hundred passing.
3: Um,
1: Matt, is it can, worth it can LA
3: more? clinch tonight? I mean, is there any kind of like scenario
1: in which they can lock up a spot, or are they just no? Okay, they're fighting like hell. There's like the way I, I was looking at the the standings this morning when I got up. There's like five teams that can make out of the AFC, I believe. It's it's Wait, or Matt, you're just eliminated or no?
4: No, we're so. because everybody lost, we're still in it.
1: Okay, so if we're gonna really look at this from the ground up, um, all right, going to conference. All right, so the AFC Chargers are the number two, or number one wild card seed, followed by Miami, and Jacksonville is the final wild card seed. Behind them is New England, Jets, Tennessee, Pittsburgh, Las Vegas. I don't know how the hell Vegas isn't eliminated yet, but they're not. So <laughs> let's just say. For all intents and purposes, let's say the Chargers lose tonight.
3: Uh-oh. Eight and seven. The, uh, same record as Miami.
1: Um I yeah. So speech. basically they're driving the same as Miami. I think they Miami has who is the tiebreaker get for the, between them?
3: Between Miami and LA. I think, I think it's LA. LA
1: well, all right, so because LA is still they, second. Because so LA this beat is a, them head to head. I think L.A. Would lock, wouldn't would lock up a playoff spot, but it would make it a lot easier for them to lock up next week.
3: And let's see who they play next week here. So they've got a – their last three games are tonight they've got Indy, they've got the Rams, and then the Broncos. Mm-hmm. So, I mean, I guess the – you know, the Rams are hot right now. They obviously looked sharp yesterday, but – um. I mean Broncos is a win. Like that's that's about as favorable of a matchup you can ask for, for a Week 18 game where it might be winning a win and end scenarios essentially.
4: You can't uh, also I, count out the um. I can't. You can't count out the low scoring team or the low ranked ranked teams too at the end of the year. Like I always think about the 2015 Jets when we were just one win away from the playoffs and we were playing the uh, the down and out Buffalo Bills at the time. And they had Tyrod Taylor. And these this team was just eliminated from playoffs. They had nothing to play for. And they were going for it on every fourth down. Doesn't matter the yardage. They just kept going for it. They had nothing to lose. So mm. I think the Chargers could run into that scenario with the Rams and the and the Broncos at the end of the year where they gotta stop these guys on fourth down just because they have nothing to lose. They're gonna just play to win. So I wouldn't count out the four and ten, five and nine teams right now, just because I think they could just pull some tricks out the book at the end of the year.
3: Oh, yeah. I I think the Rams are playing – I mean, there's no chance they're going to try – you know, just lay down, right? No no way. Mm -hmm. Like, um, if
4: it's, like, fourth and, you know, three and we're in the third quarter, then they're down by 10, like, I would expect them to go for it because they're out of this contention already. Just have fun.
1: I mean, it's weird. I'm looking at all of the – I'm looking at the scenarios right now. So, my favorite thing is that, like, somehow Pittsburgh is still in. Golly, man. Which, I, I, I did the Patriots I play them that, this how, year?
3: We did. Did well, you win?
4: Yes. Yeah, yeah. because the Jets also beat them. So, even if they how is tied Las our Vegas record, they don't going. have our tiebreaker.
1: Mm. I don't know. Las Vegas is still in either. And uh, in the N- A- NFC is even funnier because you have the three, the, the all all of the uh, NFC South teams still in. But – my favorite thing is the fact that the Lions basically have to win out. They need one Washington loss, and they need one um, Seattle loss, and they make the playoffs. And that would be the greatest victory speech from Dan Campbell of all time. I don't care if they get their head kicked in first round. This would be the greatest wild-card speech of all time. But also, can I just say something? If the Lions make the playoffs as the final seed, before we get in the, we finish up this my football thing, um there's two teams they could they could easily beat minnesota let's not act like that's not a real thing and mm-hmm. i don't they could give if they get after Brock Purdy they could give the 49ers a run it's not like they're like those two are untouchable teams now do i think philadelphia would kick their head in probably dallas eh, that's a that's a toss up it'd be yeah that would be very interesting you Dallas know, and Philly would be interesting games against Detroit, but like I could see them beating. They could pull the upset off against Minnesota, and they could pull an upset off against San Fran.
3: I just, I, I think the only team, when you th- really think about the NFC, to me, man, I just feel like Philly is the only team that I would would take against any other team. You know what I mean? Healthy, including Philly. like Buffalo, Healthy Kansas Philly. City. What what'd you say?
1: Healthy Philadelphia. Right.
3: And Well, that's what,
1: yeah. Yeah. And I guess we'll talk about that in about five minutes we do the 25-second game. Let's wrap this up quick. So, anybody actually taking the Colts tonight?
4: No, I I think it's going to be a a Chargers win, but I'm feeling a pretty big game from Nick Foles. There you go.
3: Yeah, Uh, I I think, I'm kind of with you, Matt. I just feel like, I mean, Herbert always has so many freaking pass attempts. So they're going to be, you know, slinging the ball. And I just feel like this this Colts team has not – I guess they're playing with nothing to lose, but I just don't see them being able to keep Herbert under control. And, um, you know, the, like we kind of talked about, the Chargers are trying to make the playoffs here, right, after, mm-hmm. you know, a heartbreaker last year in Week 18 to miss out. Um, so Herbert, Herbert's trying to get in the playoffs, you know, give himself the best chance to get in at least. So I, I feel like this is a pretty good opportunity for them to all, but like ice, you know, a spot in the playoffs. So I think they win.
4: Yeah. And listen, all they got to do is move the ball around on the field, uh, Colts wise to win this game, like spread the ball out. Like Jared was saying, you lost your superstar and Jonathan Taylor. Well, you have Dion, I think it's like Deontay Jackson or Dion Jackson,
1: Dion Jackson, Deon Jackson. Yeah.
4: Yeah, you have him and you have Zach Moss. I was like, you got one guy that can run, one guy that can catch and run. So I was like, use them both like how you would like an Eckler-Melvin-Gordon type combo. I was like, spread the ball around. You got Michael Pittman. You got Alec Pierce. You got Mo'Ali Cox. You got, is it Paris Campbell? That's still with them or is he with you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Paris Campbell's you got, you, still there. Yeah, you you got to just move the ball around. Keep the Chargers on their toes. They don't have as good as a defense, I think, as the Colts do. I was like, and just use that to your advantage. Just move it around. Just keep them guessing. You got they got a lot of guys in that there's not a lot of film on. So I think they should take advantage of that.
1: Oh yeah. And I guess the the other thing I love about um I love about this game tonight is this could go. I'm gonna make sure I have my laptop upstairs. I'll probably split screen this. I won't do this, put this on the big screen because honestly, it's like I don't want to do that to myself. Because I had to do that with I think it was the Thursday night game with Seattle and San Fran, and I wanted to rip my eyeballs out. <laughs> that was Thursday, right? That was after the Christmas party? No. No, no that, that was, was two t- weeks ago, I think. Two weeks ago, yes. That was um, when me and my Big Boss Mike had a 40-minute conversation during that game. I don't remember the conversation or the game. Well, I remember the conversation, <laughs> but I don't remember the game. Um, either way. Well, let's uh, move on to uh, our six-pack review. Get ready. Let's crank that music. All right. Holiday eight pack came in rock solid and died off fast. Started <laughs> off with the game that Matt doesn't want to remember: Jets taking out the Jaguars faster than they took out Zach Wilson, hopes they're being a decent quarterback. Giants versus Vikings ended the way most Giants games do on a long field goal. I swear, this team gets hit with more 60-yard bombs than Hiroshima. Here we go. Seahawks versus Chiefs. <laughs> Anybody actually thought this game was going to be close? Me. is an idiot. Me. It's okay. I still took the Chiefs. I'm not a dummy. There we go. Wolves got points there. Commies versus 49ers. Once again, same result. Anybody thought the Commies had a shot here? Brock Purdy's throwing no-look passes, guys. It was a wrap. Eagles-Cowboys. Congratulations, Dallas fans. You beat Gardner and Minshew. And here's the thing: that ball was two yards short. That's a touchdown to AJ Brown. will have a whole different conversation. Also, they they played Eagles played horrible. That was sloppy. They didn't have it. They played. They played the, that one. There's always that one loss every year or two where Eagles play like crap. Defense looks sloppy. Also, that Ty Hilton long throw. That's not getting a hit against uh, CJ Gardner Johnson. He's picking the thing to the house. Reed Blankenship was in horrible position, and I will bring that to my grave. We both lost points on that lions and panthers dan what the hell not cool man raiders Steelers.
2: <laughs>
1: how do you lose 10 to 13 to a team that offense basically consists of george pickings trying to knock out quarterbacks with his fists like, damn, <laughs> this team is so bad. Najee Harris basically runs backwards for yardage. Oh, my God. Air Force and Baylor. Talk about disgrace. How do you lose to a service academy when you were the, you were the big 12 champion last year? Yikes. And gimme games. Mine gave me a hard time, but somehow the old man pulled through. The Bucks got the dub. And, of course, Matt picked the Bills because he's not learning from his past mistakes. That is your six-pack review.
4: So uh, Air Force B Baylor?
1: Yes. Wow, that
4: was my upset. That was my uh, – I have no reasoning behind it. I'm just picking them.
1: Yeah, thanks. Great. Fuck.
0: Right.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Fucking bowl games, I swear to God. And, of course, we have three or four. We have, like, five this week. Like, I think this is, is going to be a holiday 12-pack, Matt. This is what happens at the end of the year because we have all the big bowl games. We can't like, – we have to pick them all.
4: Yeah, but the more – because what am I still in the lead by a little bit?
1: You're up in the – lead by like five. I
4: All think. right, so the more games you pick, the could go in your favor. I could just – I could just fucking suck. You could have home. a
1: big – like la- like last year where I had like a big eight-point swing on JD. JD had the lead the entire year until like the last two weeks, and I hit like – I think I had two near-perfect weeks in a row, and he like was shit in the bed. But also, this is the problem, Matt. We think the same, so we pick the same. That's That's the problem. It's when I go off script is when I lose. You don't go off script, you stick to the book. You don't go wild. Your 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 wild picks hit. The thing is, like with JD, Kevin, Samir, they were suckers' bets because those guys would take the most wild and out of control upsets of all time. I think one time Kevin took a Tino's minus 30 to win. They covered, but they didn't win. (laughs) So you know it's just uh it's crazy. But Mason, what just how do you think me and Matt did
3: this week? Yeah, I mean, about same as usual, right? Would you guys – what was the – uh, Six
1: to five, Matt one? Yeah. Seems how it – that's that's how it usually seems to go, right? <laughs> we would have tied if that Eagles – if the Eagles ended up winning because I would have had – um I would have had seven. Matt would have had seven. Mm. Yeah, that was
4: Yeah, a tough... that Giants game. That Giants game was tough. That was a perfect – that was a perfect scenario of just needing the Lions – who actually lost to the Panthers and even the Seahawks to lose to the Wait, chiefs. You all the Giants? No, no, no. I picked the Vikings. I'm just talking about the game, Oh but yeah. but just to that 61 yarder, that wasn't a dome, that thing was not going through. I was the only saving grace that helped him, but 61 yards from that guy. It was, it was a close game and it was just a must win type thing. So maybe they'll find themselves in the same situation next week. If they can get everybody to lose that they need. But that was, that was a heartbreaker right there.
1: That was wild. I mean, it, it's it was just I was watching with a bunch of Giants fans. I was kind of cracking up a little bit. I was like, hey, 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 hey. it's okay. Though. I still think
4: they're going to get in though. They, they still I, still I do think that. so too. Yeah, they still got the six I, seed unlock. I think the only thing that's that you know anybody has to worry about is if you're a comedy fan and you got that last seed. But I think the Giants, I think could just win one more game the next couple weeks. Yeah. I think they'll be fine.
1: It's it's definitely going to be interesting going forward. All right. This is everyone's favorite time of the week. First off, we got to announce our winner. One of the corner with Christmas giveaway. Congratulations to Belly Up Writer. Hey, listen, I don't mean to keep giving you a belly up personalities. These guys witnessed it, just hit the number 12 out of the six, uh, 14 people participated. Number 12 was hit. Number 12 was our good friend of the show, Kevin Wilson. Kevin is an amazing writer for Belly Up Sports, and we appreciate him supporting our show. To the rest of you who uh, commented, we appreciate you as well. We will also be doing a giveaway probably for our super bowl show and if i'm feeling jolly enough for my birthday show which is usually around march around st patrick's day so there's always times to win nike gift cards we love giving them away because they're easy to send out it takes me 30 seconds so and me and the boys we hope you appreciate your 30 dollars kevin if you hear this dm us if not <laughs> either way, you guys gotta wait till wednesday to find out who won <laughs> <I'm evil. laughs> either way um Shout out to Angela Duke, Mike Burlon, Josh, Beth, Kelsey, Caesar, Hector, Mister McCarthy, Mike, DJ, Blaine, Melissa, and Abel for all participating. We appreciate you. Shout out to my shout out to Mike Burlon, Mookie, and Scott, and um, who was our last guest? Jesus Christ, my brain's farting out right now. Cruz. Oh, and Cruz. Wow because his laptop died at the end of the show, and Cruz as well, for all helping out with the show. It was really a lot of fun. And for Caesar trying to hijack our, our, our broadcast, even I kept literally shooting down his stream faster than a flak gun during a war, too. So, that being said, we appreciate all of y'all. And let's get to the 25-second game, gentlemen. You ready? Mason, you're like, last week you got a little sloppy, man. You were running a, you a lot of uh, Jared-style run-on sentences. Are you back to your form? I'm going to try to lock in here, man. Return to normal form. Return to the normal uh, Mason delivery system. All right. We're starting in the Meadowlands, a.k.a. the big silver ashtray. Matthew, you're up first. Let's get it out of the way for you.
4: Uh, Make it short and sweet. Zach Wilson is not the guy. I don't want to hear anybody say that we failed him. We gave him so much to work with on offense, with our protection, with some running backs, with the receivers, with double tight ends, and he's still not getting the job done. There is one guy that can get the job done. His name is Mike White, and he is cleared to play. Um, Listen, the Jets, if they can win out and Miami or New England can lose at least one more of their games the rest of the year, then it's possible that we can get in. So Mike White is in. That's our savior. There
1: you go. Mason.
3: Terrible game, man. Um, just mm. awful. Feel bad for Zach Wilson. Uh, but at the same time I don't since he plays for the Jets. But uh y- you gotta feel bad for him after throwing that pick, after throwing a couple of incompletions that were terrible, um, and just hearing the entire crowd boo over the broadcast. So feel bad for him. Uh really wish I didn't watch this game.
1: Perfect. Same. Um For myself, I texted Matt Hey, Zach Wilson could be a good XFL quarterback Matt's response, hell no He'd be a great cashier at Dick's Sporting Goods That is all (laughs) All right, um, We'll go to Matt's gimme first Bills Bears, um, if anybody thought the Bears Were going to fight in this game, you're on crack Um, The Bills were not Competitive in this game They were playing with their food, basically Let's be honest, they looked at the uh, Bears like a free lunch, just like Philly did last week Except lucky enough for the Bills their quarterback didn't get injured because of a cheap shot. Bears rest in hell.
4: <laughs>
1: Mason, um, oh sorry, oh, Matt, go. I don't care. One of you go.
4: Um, listen, the the Bills did what we all thought they were going to do, which was just clinch the division. Um, they're fighting for that number one seed. They're the Super Bowl favorite. I think on everybody's mind in the AFC. Um, and then shout out to the Bears. I mean, Justin Fields is just showing everybody why he is probably. He's Well, no, he's definitely competing with Trevor Lawrence as the best quarterback from that rookie draft. Mm-hmm. So, future's bright with Justin Fields.
1: There you go. Mason, go!
3: Yep, Uh kind of like you said, Matt, Bills, a little bit of a slow start, but um picked it up towards the end of the game. Did their thing. Allen, a little bit sloppy, you know, two TDs, two picks to go with that. 15 for 26, 172. So, kind of a... Uh But as you kind of said, Jared, playing with their food probably didn't take the opponent as seriously as they should have. But uh come playoff time, things will change and they'll be back to the normal old Bills. So, yeah, classic
1: Bills, normal performance. Cleveland Browns, New Orleans Saints. I will say this right off the rip. Um new Cleveland. This is your reckoning. You went from being one of the most loved underdogs to a hated franchise in literally two moves, Kareem hunt and Deshaun Watson, whether they're whether they're guilty or not. I don't care. I'm just telling you how it is. And then you guys gave him all like guaranteed money. So Ah! eliminated from the playoffs too. Um,
4: yeah, I'm not going to lie to you guys. I didn't pay much attention to this game. This game was Um, on. Yeah. I checked the stats on this one. I saw the highlights. Um, there's not much to say. I mean, both teams are just kind of down and out. I know the scenes are still in it, but, like, it's just nobody's going to want to watch these teams play. That's all i got to say.
3: Mm-hmm. Uh, we see it every week. There's a handful of games that are just total snoozers. Um, Watson with another really poor line, 15 for 31, 135, no touchdowns and a pick against a very mediocre opponent. Um, I, I think at this point, Browns fans are probably starting to ask themselves, are we ever going to see this uh, vintage Watson sort of play come back? And if the answer is no, um, you have to be very upset if you're a Browns fan.
1: Yeah. Oh, yeah. All right. Moving on to Eagles-Cowboys. I will say this. Congrats, Dallas. You beat a team with a backup quarterback who lost their tackle in their, in, in their ace-nickel corner in the first draft play of the game. But I will also say this. The Eagles showed a lot of flashes, but they looked sloppy. They looked out of control. And Devontae Smith, congratulations on 1,000 yards. First receiver to do it it in Philadelphia Eagles history. This game meant almost Jack Sitskys if it wasn't on Christmas Eve.
4: Yeah, um, listen, this this doesn't change anything. Uh, The Eagles are going to be the number one seed in the the NFC. They're going to win the NFC East. The Dallas will finish in second place in that division, and they'll lock up the fifth seed wild card. It didn't change anything. The bright side of this is if some reason hurts was to miss any time in the playoffs, at least you can look at Gardner Mitchell and say, we're good because that guy played some fucking football the other day. I mean, I know they lost, but he played his heart out and he, he played, played well. hard.
1: Listen, yeah, so, listen, run. if
4: I'm Philly, if I'm a Philly fan and if Jalen hurts, got hurt in the, and during like round two, listen, you got a guy that's just as good as Nick Foles to come in for you.
1: Let's just hope that doesn't happen. I'm really getting started after between McNabb, Vic and, uh, Wentz, I'm kind of sick of quarterback injuries. Uh, yeah, especially this time of the year. Oh, my Lord, I'm really done with it. All right, Mason, what did you think of that game? Feel
3: bad for the boy Miles Sanders, man. Um, immediately benched on that drive after he fumbled, which was the potential game-winning drive, or I guess game-tying it would have been. Um, feel bad for that, that fumble. I mean, you know, I didn't see the whole game, saw the fumble and on – I feel bad for the Eagles because I hate the Cowboys. Um, And, of course, you know, in classic Cowboys fashion, uh, fans are excited, running their mouth. Kind of like you said, Jared, congrats, Cowboys, on beating a backup quarterback.
1: Yeah, and you know what the thing about Miles is? Miles is a tough dude. He'll bounce back. He'll probably run for 300 yards a game like he did last year. I'm Uh, not really worried. He's he's a competitor, honestly. He's... was the better running back in that game. I thought Tony Pollard was running a little shaky. Zeke kept getting stuffed every five seconds. I think Philly finally figured out. I just want to keep throwing love to Hassan Reddick and Josh Sweat. Those dudes are the wrecking crew. The, in fact, it was third and thirties because these dudes were literally trying. Also, by the way, that was, the Eagles recovered that ball. I don't want to hear that Dak got, the, Eagles, the Cowboys got the ball back. They got it back in the pile. But whatever, it's okay. So it's, that, it's, uh,
4: uh, that Dak Prescott interception, though, to, to Sweat was just ugly.
1: That was funny because Josh Sweat, you don't have you ever ever seen how Josh what looks in person next to normal people? That's not like he's just this long, lanky human, and he's I think he's like a seven, a six, nine wingspan or something like that, like ridiculous on a six, four man. And just I just saw it like he threw it right into Josh Sweat's arms. I'm like, this is great. This is (laughs) look at this. Look at us. All right, uh, moving on. That went way too long because my eagles, but it's okay. All right, Seahawks and Chiefs. Speaking of playing with their food, man, I feel bad for Seattle. They have a bright future. I think Geno deserves a contract, but they need to fix some things, man. They need to get a some. They need to get a little older on defense. They really need a pass rush, and they need to help Geno on that
4: 0-1. You know, I think we all know how, how much of a fan I am of like Jamal Adams. Like I was, I was for him in the beginning and I was a big fan of him. And even during his whole thing, I was always on his side until I was like, you know what? You look at him and I'm like, this guy's just whining and complaining right now. But it, it you look at Jamal Adams and that presence is missed on the defense because of that pass rush ability, ability that you're touching up on. I mean, I wonder how many games they could have won if they had him, you know, on a linebacker formation, just kind of rushing the quarterback on a blitz. Um, so what he couldn't do in coverage, he made up for in the blitz. So they could have got him a couple more games won there. But more surprised that Geno Smith didn't have a better game, in my opinion. Fair.
3: Mace? Yeah, dude, I, I'm really not impressed with the Chiefs. I mean, I guess they – you know, I guess, I guess, you know, at home you beat an inferior team. Um, what can you say? You got the job done, got the win. And uh, I want to say they clinched up – did they clinch up the division? I believe uh, they
1: did. Believe they did two weeks ago.
3: Okay, okay, okay. I'm way behind them. Um, but, yeah, I, I just – I don't know about this Chiefs team, man. I don't know if they can beat Buffalo. I'm sure if they eventually play, it'll be close. But
1: I just – I feel like Buffalo's the better team. Fair. All righty. Uh, Bengals, Patriots. Speaking of playing with your damn food, man, Cincy, you had them beat. Like – Stop toying with me. Also, Bill, fu for not putting Stevenson in for that touchdown. I hate you.
4: Yeah, that was uh, you know, I was one of my my group chat that I'm in with one of my fancy leagues. It's it's me, the one Jets fan. There's one Viking fan. There's a bunch of Eagles and Raiders fans, and there's a lone Pats fan. And of course, the Raiders and the Eagles fans are gaining up on the Pats fan because it's a 22-0 game. All of a sudden, I look and it's 22 to 18 with like a minute and a half left. And they hand the ball to Ramondre, which is obviously the correct move on first and goal, and he just fumbles it. And I'm like, that is, like, just a fucking season in a nutshell. It's just Matt Patricia's offense just not getting the job done. So it's it's it hurts and it sucks to lose on that close of the game. But, um, I mean, I guess shout-out to the Bengals for, I guess, getting a gift from the football gods to save that game.
3: Mason, go. Yeah, man. Yeah. Um... Hit the nail right on the head, Matt. That that Ramondre, you know, inside the 10-yard line fumble, man, just completely summarizes the entire season um, in a nutshell. Back-to-back, just absolute back-breaking losses. Um, really tough. Really tough. Hopefully we can bounce back, beat the Dolphins, and maybe, like, you know, give <clears> the season <throat> a shot um, against Buffalo – on the road, week 18.
1: All right, next up. I hate to quit Alabama fans, but for Detroit versus um, Carolina, if that game went another quarter, Detroit wins. Carolina just got on them early, and it was ugly. But then Detroit started scoring points. And, and this just shows, like, Detroit had a rough start to the game, and they lost. Detroit is a playoff team. Carolina is not. So, damn it, dang, you fucked me in parlays. But you know what? It's okay. Lions still might make the playoffs
4: they still might squeak in. Uh, It's very possible. Um, I think this just shows that this Dan Campbell and let me give some credit to um, Aaron Glenn because he really turned that defense around in a way the last handful of weeks. But this definitely just gives Dan Campbell and Deuce Staley and the offensive coordinator guys like that another year in their jobs. Um, This team's playing hard in the way we all thought it was going to at the beginning of the year. So, I mean, you know, they lost one game. It, they went on an amazing run, but it's still very much possible chance for them to get in.
1: Let's also be honest. They would have beaten the Bills of that Josh Allen throw <laughs> on the mark. Yeah. Mace. Yeah, dude. I mean, I'm looking at this golf
3: line 25 for 42, 355, three TDs, no picks, man. That is very impressive. And that's the type of team that you don't want to play in the playoffs. So, I feel like for them they've got the Bears, Packers to finish out the season. You know, they're probably gonna need a little bit of help because I don't see Green Bay dropping that game um week 18. But um maybe they get a little bit of help, squeak into the playoffs, and you know, all you got to do is get in, man. If you get hot, sky's the limit for teams like this.
1: Yep. All righty, Falcons and Ravens. I'll make this pick. Uh, Lamar knows he's in the playoffs. Lamar also knows he doesn't want to play a single snap for the Ravens anymore.
4: <laughs> yeah. That's, that's, yeah. But
1: Tyler Huntley's still one of the best backups in football. That's, that's my sentence.
4: Yeah. You got to throw some major respect to Tyler Huntley for just continuing to win games for them. Uh, he's not doing it in a flashy way. It's, it's a very tight cutthroat type wins that he's getting them. Um, another low scoring 17 to nine type game, a, you know, this whole Desmond Ritter thing is not really looking like it's panning out too great. I mean, 22 for 33 is not bad. 218 yards, but he has no, no interceptions, no touchdowns, no nothing. So, um, shout out to the Ravens. I mean, they're, they've got that wild card pretty much. So if I'm Lamar, I'm waiting until the, the playoffs to come back. Yeah.
3: Yeah, man. I mean, this is just ugly. I mean, the, the Ravens offense is very predictable right now. Um, and you're seeing it. All you have to do is is look at Mark Andrews, you know, game by game statistics since Lamar's gone down, and um, that tells you all you need to know. They're running the ball a lot right now. Huntley with the RPOs, but um, yeah, kind of like you guys said, playoff spot is locked up. Um, if, I believe if they lose to the Steelers this upcoming week, I think everyone's going to sit. Uh, week 18, and uh, since he's gonna win the division in Baltimore, it's just gonna try to get rested up as healthy as they can for that first round um playoff game.
1: Fair. Um, I, I will say this, guys. Um, some uh, my cousin asked me yesterday, Where do you think Lamar's going? and I told him, I said, There's three spots, I said, New York, Miami, or Las Vegas. That, uh, I, that's my three spots for him. I think he, it's one of those three teams. I don't think he comes back to Baltimore. I think the Ravens have proven they're not going to go out and get him the guys he wants. And I'm sorry, Deshaun Jackson, Devin Duvernay are not receiver one type material. And Oh, oh my God, you drafted Rashad Bateman who can't stay off the IL regardless of how hard he tries. I think him in Miami be that like, that would be the only way they get rid of two is if they get Lamar New York, I could see them getting him. If they don't, they go get Derek Carr, maybe. because um, he's done it, he's done it in Las Vegas. They're not going to re up him again. And then Yeah, um, I think
4: uh I think Derek Carr would be the cheaper option to get for like New York to get in regards to draft picks. Him, but like, it's
1: they could win they could like give the Bills a run if they had Derek Carr. There's a, like everyone shits on Derek Carr, but like the Raiders are the worst coach team in football. Yeah.
4: Listen, I'm, if I'm Joe confident. Douglas, um if I'm Joe Douglas, I'm calling I mean, it could be risky. You could sign, you could resign Mike White, and then just kind of pull over and be like, "Listen, uh, here's uh, here's either Zach Wilson Let's and see Corey Davis." See how Mike finishes
1: the season, man. If he go yeah. wins these next two games, he's lights out. Yeah, Fuck sure. it. Maybe draft a guy Blind, in the yeah. third, second, third rounds. Maybe see if you can go yeah. get a guy like, uh, or see if you can go get Levis in the back end of the draft. See if he's worth something. I don't I mean, fucking know. Back end of the yeah. first round, like, uh, well, Thunder if we, we shop
4: him. yeah,
3: yeah. Go, go ahead, Matt.
4: No, it's really quick. I was saying if we shop for him, I'm starting off with Zach Wilson and Corey Davis and whatever draft picks we have to come with after that. So they need the receiver, and I'm just going to throw them the quarterback to throw in there for now.
3: Back on the Lamar thing real quick, though. I, I feel like the fourth option that not a lot of people are talking about is the possibility that he comes back and just plays on the franchise tag for one season. Because I feel like, you know, let's say he doesn't get injured. Um, then I think there's a real possibility that he mm. goes somewhere else, but I feel like with this injury, teams are going to be a little bit, you know, shaky on whether or not to give him all, you know, a sizable long-term contract. Um, when the past two seasons really, he hasn't been that healthy. Um, so I feel like it's a very, you know, if he's willing to play on the franchise tag, of course, uh, that's that's also a very possible
4: option. I think the sure. thing with that is I think I saw the franchise tag for him would be like $40, $41.5 um, And if that's the case, that could take away a lot of cap from them trying to re-sign or assign players to improve the team. So uh, I, it's risky. I don't. It's not impossible. I wouldn't be surprised if they tag him. I just think if they tag him, they they're have to look at the fact that they're going to have to do a lot of their improvements through the draft and not free agency. Also, I want hey, man. I the- mean,
3: we all know that Baltimore drafts very well. Um, they they have proven that, especially on the defensive end. I mean, they've been very good um, drafting. But yeah, I, I'm with you, Matt. That's a sizable commitment. But I, I just, I don't feel like teams are ready to give him, you know, Josh Allen type money or Justin Herbert type mm-hmm. money um, because the, the health aspect, you know, you don't know how healthy you're going to be. And I think that the under like the aspect that people don't talk about enough is having to completely change your offense to a run first sort of, you know, mentality um, instead of passing. So you got to completely revamp your offense, completely change it uh, to that kind of system. And I don't know if some teams are willing to commit to that. So we'll just have to see this summer what ends up happening.
1: Mm. Uh, so, fellas, really funny stat line. And this is this is history-making shit. This is totally off-rame. I just got sent this by somebody. The Philadelphia Eagles have a very realistic shot of being the first team in NFL history to have four different pass rushers finish with over 10 sacks.
3: Yeah, that's crazy. They just
1: had their third, Javon Hargrave, the defensive tackle. He just got his, uh, I believe, against <laughs> Dallas. And then Brandon Graham has nine. Josh Sweat is now four, third. Uh, Monte no. Josh, is is ten in the league with twelve, and um, Hassan Redick has fourteen. He's ty- he's third. He's third place behind Bosa and uh, I can't remember who the other one is with him. Oh, Nick Bosa and um, Jesus, who was it? Nick Bosa and Matthew Judon. So it goes: Bosa seventeen and a half, Judon fifteen and a half, Hassan Redick fourteen, Garrett thirteen and a half, Mike Parsons thirteen, then Brian Burns, Chris Jones. Alex Highsmith, Quentin Quint, Williams, uh, mate, Max Crosby, Ushay, and Josh Sweat, all tied with 11. So it's crazy. First team NFL the to deposit four guys, got t- double-digit stacks. Jonathan Gannon heard, got the memo. I don't know. Uh, all right. Texas Titans, once again, called it as an upset, but this game was on.
4: Yeah, listen. Uh, I I think I think Lovey is.
1: division champs. There we go. There's no way Titans win it now. They're playing Dallas next They're gonna get the head kicked in.
4: You know, I, I Tennessee's on a freaking slump ever since they fired the GM and they lost that AJ Brown revenge game. Um, they're just they're just not that same team. So they're looking like they're about to just miss out on the playoffs. And Lovey Smith is just surviving for the next couple of games until they fire him for somebody else. But Texans, listen, I think they got a bright future in front of them. They're, they they can go out and get the uh, quarterback of their pickings. They can go out. They just got to go out and get another receiver. We all forget about John Mechie. I hope he can come back. Get a, you know, Damian Pierce will come back next year. Get a tight end, get another receiver, and draft that quarterback of the future, and they'll be fine on offense.
1: Um, anybody else thinking that possibly like but it's because it's just since it's Thursday night, the Titans could upset the the, the Cowboys come out for a short week. Anybody else is like thinking about the like
3: maybe no. man, because you you know in Dallas they are feeling they are on cloud nine. They're feeling amazing. Now they feel like they can beat anyone, they feel like you know what, we're everyone's been doubting us saying that Prescott sucks you know this and that whatever and so they're they're you know underestimating the Titans and the Titans like we're saying you know it's all to play for for the Titans they've Mm -hmm. got to essentially win out to get in the playoffs so they're going to be bringing it um it's just the problem is Malik Willis obviously is the starter right now and you can only be so good with
0: Do you suffer from chronic hip, knee, or shoulder pain? Avoid drug dependency and surgery with Downtown's Healthcare in Denver. Downtown's Healthcare offers regenerative therapies that stimulate the body's self-healing process. Call Downtown's Healthcare at 303-292-9992. Now in Lowry or downtown.
3: Um, A rookie quarterback who isn't great, um, and when your offense is basically just handed off to Derrick Henry on first and second down, maybe throw it on third, maybe hand it off to him again, uh it, it's hard to be good in this league.
4: Yeah, I'll be honest, that never crossed my mind. I, I don't see the Titans beating the Cowboys even on a short week, but one thing I can see happening is Cowboys win Thursday. They improve to 12 and 4 in the season. We all I mean it's it's kind of classic Cowboys that they're gonna win 12 or 13 games and they're they're gonna just one not get the division, two not get the number one seed, and we'll also probably lose first round to the Vikings or the, the Niners or whoever they play. I think right now they actually might play the box, but um, but what I can see happening is they beat the Titans and then they rest their starters at 12 and four and they lose to the currently seven and seven commanders, which who knows, maybe the commanders could squeeze into the seven C with that. But I can see them resting their starters and losing the last week.
1: Yeah, but as we bounce back to this quick um, Texans dude, they playing teams hard, man, they finally got a win.
4: Yeah, I'm,
1: I'm happy for Houston. Good job, guys.
4: Nah, I, I'm happy for Houston. There's 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 no dislike towards that team of any sort. I mean, they got rid of the one guy everybody would have hated, if anything, but um just count the days down for Lovey Smith. I'm just waiting for
1: that random Monday where you just get that notification pretty much. I feel like we're gonna get it in about two and a half weeks. Um, Mason, any thoughts on this game before we move on to Commies Niners? Um
3: Texans are playing hard. Yeah, I mean you can't count out a team who's they they literally have nothing to lose. They've got absolutely nothing to lose. So at this point, they're trying to just, you know, ruin the fun for other teams. Right. Uh, kind of like the, the Titans last weekend. So yeah, Lovey Smith has to go. I, I don't know. <laughs> I guess the Texans have some sort of promise with, with a few players on defense, but, um, just a terrible game to watch. I unfortunately had to watch the whole game Um, being from, from Houston and all my family are Texans fans. So did, did watch that game. Did not enjoy it.
1: Um, I will say this though, boys next Sunday we is new year's day. So a new year's day is just football. Like God bless.
4: And you got the like, day after off most places. Yeah.
1: Most of us do. Yeah. And I'm like, dude, the day off, I just get ball games. Like, that's amazing. Like, I might literally sit my fat ass on the couch for a good 16 straight hours. Yeah, full 24 actually sounds more likely. All right. Commies, 49ers. We'll get the clock back going. We'll make this quick, just like the Niners made this quick on them. 37-20 doesn't reflect how this game actually went. This game didn't look, like, competitive at all. Um, McCaffrey ran in one to ice it. There's a bunch of Robbie field goals in the fourth quarter. Uh, Heine, he looked okay. 18 pass attempts. He's the college. He's the pro football team Tebow, basically. This dude is not allowed to throw over 20 passes.
4: Yeah, I'm just continuously impressed by Brock Purdy every week that he plays. Maybe it's because he's a seventh-round Mr. Relevant rookie, and he's starting in the NFL, and he's helped this team lock up the division with a few wins, and he's continuing to win. I, he hasn't lost a start, and he started against guys like Tom Brady. And um, and he came back into the game and beat the Miami Dolphins when they were 8-3 and three and everything. So, I mean, it's not like he's beat Scrubs, but continuously impressed by this kid. Niners continue to win. Washington's going on a downward spiral. Could be the end of days of Ron Rivera if they don't make the playoffs.
3: Shout I, out George Kittle. That's that's all I got to say, man. You're keeping my, yeah. my uh, fantasy chip. Hope's
1: alive Amen brother to us in the fantasy championship Cheers Mason
4: Uh, I think I'm going to advance in two of my Three leagues I've got Michael Pittman And Zach Moss in one league And I'm down 97 to 115 But he can't score any more points So I just need to get About 20 points Between Michael Pittman and Zach Moss
1: There you go I mean like I'm still on a two week I love the two week championship That's such a good feature because if it wasn't, I would have been hosed this week with the Jalen Hurts injury. But he's Man. playing next week because he's apparently he walked into Serie a and office, said, dude. I'm playing. I don't care. Okay, just tell the boys to keep me upright and we'll win. Okay, I'll have I'll have myself off the field by the third <sighs> quarter if you let me play. Also, um, <laughs> yeah, the Eagles might pitch a shutout next week if 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 they bounce back to think that the way that secondary might we might have a shutout pitched. I think they one the Eagles hate the Saints. I don't know what it is with those two teams; they don't like each other. Two, um, after getting embarrassed like that on national television um, and almost still winning the game but losing because of the defense and bad turnovers, expect a nice little bounce back. Like I'm, I'm maybe not the Giants, Titans, Steelers type, but not a like Packers type, where it's going to be close. But I think they might get the dub here, but. Uh, everyone talking enough about this game. You want to move on? Sure. Mace, you go for this. Um,
3: did not, but I am, I am more than good.
1: (laughs) Okay. Um, yeah, I'm sorry. My short term memory is kicking my ass today. Um, speaking of kicking their own ass, the Raiders have found another way to be a meme. Uh, 10 to 13, the final. Um, yeah, Darren Waller. (laughs) Thanks for five points. Keep it consistent, pal.
4: Shout out to uh, NFL's Twitter page for posting the uh, the look at Franco Harris's Italian army, and it was a flag in the background. It was the Mexican flag, it wasn't the <laughs> Italian flag. So shout out to the NFL for botching that oh that God. post. Just, but I mean, someone's
3: getting fired, an intern yeah. getting
4: fired. <laughs> I was I expected the Raiders to win, but not surprised with the Steelers winning. I mean, how can you lose this game when you're already mo- going to honor Franco Harris, who unfortunately passed right before he could be honored? But there was no way you were going to lose that game. That would have been very embarrassing. So shout out to the Steelers for getting that done. Mike Tomlin's above the 500 record is still alive. Possibly.
1: Um, they play the they play the Ravens, who could lock up a playoff spot next week with Lamar back. Uh, I did already bet on the Ravens uh, to win that well, game. Mike I Tomlin's, want Mike uh, Tomlin's losing season. This has to happen. Yeah, the world has it. to go back to normal.
4: That might be one of the most impressive head coaches. I listen, I give tricks. Tomlin
1: all the record of the world. I don't under I will never understand Kevin's hatred of him, but I I respect his lack of losing seasons. Mm-hmm. All right. Um
4: did you go for this one, Mason? I can't remember.
1: Yeah, I was gonna say, Mason, uh, I'll, I'll keep it short
3: here. Uh, Derek Carr, man, you are bad. You are really like embarrassingly <laughs> bad. Um, you're, I mean, yeah, that's it. You're bad, Derek Carr.
1: Find you another know, profession. Simple delivery is effective. I appreciate that, Mason. All right. Um, now we get speaking of uh, well, we had Christmas yesterday. Well, speaking of the uh, presents that we got into the tree, we got some interesting games. Um, uh, we'll say this one for our, uh last second for our uh top- KB top ten today. We're just gonna give some shout-outs and some great Chris- Christmas presents we got this year. Ones we're obviously we're willing to share online, actually. But you know, want to give a special <laughs> shout out to people who gave you amazing gifts. There you go. All right, that'll be our KB top ten today. Um give some shout outs to some loved ones. Uh shout out also to the Packers for getting a gift wrapped win. Not only did you make Tua's brain one more step to jelly, you also <laughs> kept your horrifying playoff hopes alive. Congratulations.
4: Sorry, it sounded like absolute war upstairs. I think they're watching fucking Saving Private Ryan with the volume blasting. So I was like, what is going on? But um, we're talking Packers-Dolphins, right?
1: Yeah. Yes. To- yeah, yeah, I'm, Aaron I'm- Rodgers barely earned this.
4: Yeah, I'm just very thankful for Aaron Rodgers. I think Mason and I both are for beating the Dolphins. That helps us out for another week. Um, other than that, it would be very typical Packers to squeak into the seventh seed, play the Niners or whoever, and just get eliminated round one or something like that. So just, I guess, see this playing out before it even plays out.
3: Yeah, dude. Very, thank you, Rodgers, like you said, Matt, for getting that dub in Miami. Um, and I'm. You know what? For the next two weeks, I'm going to be a Packers fan. I would love to see them get in and play. I guess who is that current two seed? Is it San Fran?
4: And uh, is it the Niners or is it the Cowboys? No, the Cowboys. I think, are, no, it's the it's Niner, it goes, goes
3: the Vikings. So it's I would Vikings, I two, Niner, like three. To, to see Rodgers just you know continue to own the rest of the NFC North and just send um Minnesota packing. That would be funny. So congrats to you Aaron Rodgers for keeping those Playoff hopes alive and keeping mine alive as well.
1: There you go. All righty. You ready to talk about this abomination of a ball game? I Broncos country just die. Like what yeah. the heck? Like 14 to 51. That's a Madden score. That's yeah. like, you, that's like you said something about your buddy's girl pregame. And he took it real seriously. Like he leaned forward in the in the chair with the controller and everything, he sweated your ass. Baker Mayfield went full Madden QB. Freaking Cam Akers scores three touchdowns. What the hell is going on?
4: Yeah, I'm, I'm So I'm pretty sure the new owners of the Broncos are the same owners at own Walmart, right? Yeah. Yeah. So when you go to Walmart you see you get it everything's chaotic the parking lot's insane no one knows what they're doing there's always people fighting in the aisles or something like that this is this is Walmart in the NFL you've got the seat you got the bet the Broncos that have no idea what they're doing on offense they have a coach that just absolutely has no idea what's going on and there's fights on the field there's fights on the sidelines there's fights in the post game press conferences on the field it is just an absolute mess just like Walmart and that is how they're season and their team is right now and Nathaniel Hackett finally got the blame that he deserved
3: Baker Mayfield cheers to you my friend um that was that was great it's it's really good as an OU fan to see him do well so every single time I I can see him ball out it brings a smile to my face and um for the Broncos man we kind of already talked about it at the beginning of the show but I mean just tough. I mean, really, really tough to like be a Broncos fan right now because it just seems like a total disaster in all departments.
1: Hey, listen, it could be worse, Mason. You could be a fan of the Buccaneers right now, who almost lost in the battle of kickers. Because I'm looking at the scoring sheet: Ryan Suckup, Matt Prater, Ryan Suckup, Matt Prater, Ryan Suckup. Oh, James Connor, Rashad White, Ryan Suckup, Ryan Suckup. Suck That's your ball game. You know how, that, like, I'm, like, this game is horrifying.
4: If I'm Tom Brady, how do I go home to an empty house with nothing but my hey, cats you have
1: a 27-year-old Swedish supermodel sleeping in your bed. I think you'll live.
4: Yeah. <laughs> yeah, and then you got to go home and be like, how was work, honey? I lost to Trace McSorley. Like, he didn't
1: what? lose to Trace McSorley. I know,
4: but I'm saying like that. Imagine having the to do TikTok that. TikTok
1: mean, man, the myth, the meme himself, almost took the dub.
4: The only thing I got to say about this game is, I don't know how... I don't know how the Bucks are where they're at in terms of winning the division with their record. Tom Brady has looked just horrendous. I've never seen him look this bad before. I pray he doesn't play next year because I don't know how you can come back from this. Um, other than that, I also feel bad for Todd Bowles because this man comes in, has the worst decline of Tom Brady season, has no offensive line, has everybody getting injured on offense with Godwin and Evans and everybody and Fournette and everybody on defense is out. So I almost feel bad for the guy because he's just going to be another 8-8 eight and eight kind of coach this year.
1: Yeah, I just – this game is oh, – oh, 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 oh. Cliff Kingsbury
4: should be fired next.
1: So should Todd Bowles. This is the who's fired first. Yeah, this is terrible. Yeah,
3: dude. I mean, what a awful watch. Um, uh, You know, yeah, Brady, like make the playoffs just for your own sort of – like respect i guess self-respect and like image and you know legacy or whatever and then retire just retire sign a one-day contract with the patriots so all can be right in the world and then just call it a career man Mm -hmm. i don't know why he didn't last year Um, it would have saved his marriage and probably a lot of money
1: too Well, clearly after the rumors of her cheating, I don't think it would have saved the marriage. I think it would have just been like, this would have been all pulp. Like, oh, Tom Brady's back, and he's not even playing no more.
4: Yeah, I think they would have spin this in some way where it would have been in Brady's favor because she cheated, and then he would have had this amazing season. Everybody would have been like, fuck you, Giselle. So maybe it's best that he just went like this. I'm
1: still like that. (laughs) Stand with the boy Brady. His wife cheated on him. Yeah. Terrible game, though. Allegedly, But uh, yeah. So, all right. So usually we do this time we do KB top ten. But with um, with the being the middle of the holiday season, we just had Christmas yesterday. Uh, some people were still seeing some family today, tomorrow. Um, and New Year's being next uh, Saturday night. I'll say this: I think we should give a little shout to the family members who who really hit it home, who got us great gifts this year. I think those people don't get enough love and shout out for like you know just great thoughts. Um. I'll go first. My uh mother finally replaced my uh Amazon chain with this very nice Cuban link which looks absolutely incredible. If you couldn't tell by it was already shining in the camera before. Like mm-hmm. I haven't had a chain this nice since I was a little kid and it made me feel very uh block yeah, me back uh... From that day. I got my my Figaro chain that was 100% silver jacked out of my locker at the gym and I wanted to fight everybody in that locker looking for it. So this kind of brings me back a little bit.
4: There you go. It's a nice looking chain. Oh yeah. Um, Anything good? Yeah, uh, I can't remember everything. I blame high school sports concussions for that. But my mother did get me this nice little Jets long sleeve shirt. Ooh, um, nice. I have to figure out maybe in my next setup when we have another place, I'll figure out a way to do this. But she did buy me a green screen, so that's pretty oh, cool there you go. It's for the podcast, so I can put something up behind me and play like a Jets background. Tell Lisa, I said thank you. Oh, I will, um, and then. My fiance got me a nice pair of nobles. She got me some, uh, she listened to me when I said I needed to open up my color palette for clothing. So she got me a pair of sweatpants in every color that's not a gray, white, and black. So I have oh, I'm gonna of- tell her,
1: tell B, I'm restricting my color palette down to green, dark greens, dark blues, blacks, and grays.
4: Okay. <laughs> um, yeah, no, other than that, you know, just a lot of clothes, some cash we're gonna throw into the house fund and everything. So overall, nice. it was a pretty good day.
1: Macy, you gave them good.
3: Yeah, I got this sweet. Um, picture of, it's like the OU football stadium. And then below it, it has each of the seven Sooner Heisman winners, um, Hmm. over the history of the program. So that'll, that'll add to the decor in my apartment in Norman.
1: There you go. Um, what else I got? I got a nice pair of boots. Gotta love getting a nice pair of boots. A nice pair of Thursdays, but like, like the rugged off-road looking ones. So they have the class of a lace up but they got the nasty-looking soul that I like so well. <laughs> and uh, I got something else good, too. Oh, got a nice Jalen Hurts t-shirt. I'll uh, debut it on the pod on Thursday. Um, but, yeah, no. Shout-out to our parents, family, and friends. Uh, got a lot of great gifts. Oh, my sister gave me a, a beautiful bottle of whiskey. My She gets me. Got a nice bottle <laughs> of Basil Hayden. Cracked that right open when the Eagles lost to the Cowboys. I'm like, oh, I'm not waiting. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, Yeah, it was very good, but uh, you know, we hope you guys had a great episode. Shout out to Kevin Wilson for getting the dub in our uh, random draw for the Nike gift card. Uh, I will contact that person. I don't hear from them by Wednesday afternoon, and the gift card will be sent promptly after. But, ladies and gentlemen, thank you so much for stopping by. We hope you have a great week. We will see you Thursday. Enjoy your time off if you have it. If not, Hey, listen, guys, I got to go in and work Thursday, Friday, too. So it's not a clean, clean sweep for me like it has been in years past. But ladies and gentlemen, enjoy your night, your days off. Happy holidays to you and your family. We hope you enjoyed your Christmas, your Kwanzaa, your Festivus, your winter solstice, your Hanukkah, and everything else in between. And even to you, Canada. happy Also, new season of Letter Kendi just came out today. So catch you guys later. Peace. Nope, nope, wrong button, wrong button, wrong button. Hey guys, Jared, thanks for checking out the Corner Booth Pod. Be sure to check us out on Twitter and Instagram at Corner Booth Pod. This podcast is brought to you by the Bellia Podcast Network.
2: her.